to C3 Church Hepburn Heights. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoy this message today. Well, Pastor Jason's kind of talked a little bit about how good life is at the moment. And, and January life just seems to be nicer. A bit slower. You can take it in a little bit more. Life's good. Life's good when Dan and Millie Christie decide that they want to come and visit your church. Incredible couple. Good to see you guys today. Uh, there's so many beautiful things about living in this part of the world, right? How many people, it seems like everybody's just come back from down south. Hands up if you went down south over this period. Wow. <laughs> Maybe a third. Uh, we got to spend a, like, three days down south, which was amazing, and it is something magical about it. About it, there's so much to take in, there's so much to experience about about life. But don't you get frustrated at times like me? So much about life is is so fleeting. So much about life is so dependent upon conditions being just right. And I've had this highlighted to me on a, on numerous occasions over the past week and a bit. First time was. On Karen's birthday, two Fridays ago, we went snorkeling and we got out there and we, it wasn't like the most magical snorkeling part of Perth, but we got out there and, 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 and straight away the visibility was good and you could see some fish and, and it was really cool. And then in an instant, the visibility went and I felt like there were about 50 sharks about to attack me because I could not see my hand in front of me. Just like that, fleeting, conditional moment. The other highlight for me was the next night we went to the outdoor cinemas in, at Burswood with the family and we all had our own bean bags. I won't tell you which of our children fell asleep first, halfway through the movie. It's not the youngest and it wasn't the second youngest. <laughs> we love you, Harry Gould. <laughs> fell asleep on a bean bag. It's so good. He, he can, he's got a gift. He can sleep anywhere. It's amazing. Uh, and my youngest, Lucy, she's just gorgeous, and uh, we had our beanbags next to each other. I actually was sitting in her fluffy, rainbow-coloured beanbag, and she had another one, and, and towards, yeah, towards the end of the movie, she's just started, you know, leaning over to my beanbag, leaning over to me, and eventually she was pretty much on me. I was her beanbag, uh, and, and she fell asleep on me. And it's beautiful. You know when you, you know, for those of us who have kids who are a bit older, as they get older, those moments happen less and less. And it was just this beautiful, special moment of her asleep on me and we're watching the movie and we're out, in, out in, in beautiful nature. It was amazing. And then the movie stopped and she woke up and we had to lug the 50,000 things that we'd brought back to the car. And then she didn't want to, she didn't want to walk to the car so I pick her up, and you know what kids are like. When they fall asleep or they're tired, they weigh twice as much as they actually do weigh, and, and, and the moment was gone. <laughs> and then a couple of days ago, I was, I was sitting outside in our decking area, and I was, I was reading and praying, and I heard a bell, the familiar bell of our cat Yoda. Uh, I love our cat Yoda. But I, I, I do confess that cats are, are harder to, to get any sort of affection out of than dogs. I'll, I'll make that confession. And so I hear his bell and I'm like, oh, he's probably going off somewhere. He's, 
I don't know what he's doing. And, and he, he came to me and he started rubbing up against my leg. And then he jumped on the table and he's purring and I'm patting him. And it was just a beautiful moment. And then, wow, wow, wow. He's meowing. What does he want? He wants food. Who doesn't love me? He he's not here for the love and the affection. He wants something. It's, his love is conditional. So conditional. And so much about life seems fleeting and conditional. So much about life seems so temporary. A beautiful moment comes and then it's gone. And I, I always get that sense that there's got to be something. It's got to be something more. There's got to be something more than temporary fleeting moments. There's got to be something that's more true. There's got to be something that's more lasting. There's got to be something that's unconditional. That's not dependent upon conditions being right. There's got to be more than the struggles that you and I as humans face in, in our pursuit of being truly valued and loved and, and having and finding meaning. There's got to be more than the urge that we have to needing to be seen and our opinion heard. There's got to be more than this tendency for us to overproject our accomplishments. There's got to be more than the subtle modeling of our life on someone else who we who has what we want. There's got to be more than this feeling that we need to wear busyness as a badge because it somehow makes us and gives us value. There's got to be more to buying into that idea that another human being can meet all our deepest needs. There's got to be more than the constant grabbing of pleasure, of cheap sex, of substance abuse. There's got to be more than that. There's got to be more than comfort being our pursuit. So we run away from every opportunity, every challenge, and every opportunity to change. There's got to be more than always giving ourselves permission to remain a victim. Locked up, reliving a terrible experience or a, a, a terrible circumstance that wasn't our fault. There's got to be more than fleeting, conditional loves. Loves of this world and loves of our flesh. You see, these loves of the world and these loves of the flesh, they come and they hook us in. They come and then they go. They hook us in. They promise so much and they under-deliver. They leave us wanting, needing, desperate for more. And it's a cycle. It's a cycle that I've found myself in. It's a battleground for all of humanity, for followers of Christ. And thankfully, there is a remedy. There is another way to live. There is a way through into a transformation that is real that is deeply fulfilling and that will last. Welcome to week three of Transform for Good. And I've unpacked over the last three weeks key scriptures from my, my favourite chapter in the Bible, Romans 8. And we've unpacked three transformations available for you and I as human beings, as followers of Christ, through and from the power of God that will last. We can be transformed for good. And these transformations, they've come through the, the work, the life of, of Jesus Christ. They're summarised in the message of the gospel that you and I live and that we profess. They are the foundation 
of the plan that God as Trinity has for you and I for this planet. And they have dramatically changed everything about me and of billions of people across the world. And as you and I step into a new year, committing to or continuing to commit to these three transformations that are available to us will further establish Jesus Christ at the centre of our lives and will empower us by the Holy Spirit to establish and build supernatural spiritual practices in our world so that whatever challenge you and I are facing in 2023, we will not be overcome by that challenge, but we will still be standing strong, standing on the foundation of these transformations. We're going to have an opportunity in a few moments to come down the front, come down onto this altar area and be prayed for in a time of worship that we're going to have. And this is where Holy Spirit, by faith, Holy Spirit comes and begins or continues to deepen those transformations. So week one, we talked about being transformed from guilt and condemnation to freedom. Come on. In week two, we talked about being transformed from confusion in identity to certainty of sonship. And if you haven't had a chance to listen or watch those, you can catch up on our podcast channel or YouTube channel. This week, transformed from fleeting and conditional love to eternal and unconditional love. That's what I want my foundation, my life to be on. A love that is eternal and a love that is unconditional. Romans 8, 35 to 39. This could be my favourite passage of Scripture in my favourite chapter, in my favourite book in the whole world. Paul asks a question. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Can affliction or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, because of you, we are being put to death all day long. We are counted as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded, may we be persuaded. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Here the Apostle Paul writes of a love very different from the loves I was describing earlier. Very different from fleeting and conditional loves of this world and of the flesh. And in this scripture, he also outlines how we can be transformed. Transformed from fleeting and conditional love to eternal and unconditional love, underpinning our lives, empowering our lives, the way we interact with him and others. First of all, to understand that nothing can separate us from the love of God. And number two, that we would be persuaded, we would be convinced that nothing will separate us from the love of God. Firstly, that that we would understand that nothing can. Nothing can separate you and I from the love of God. And this boils down to trust. This boils down to allowing the ramifications of what Jesus has done on the cross and through his resurrection being truly our reality. That that whilst you and I were sinners, whilst we were at our worst, Christ died for us. And let me just also say that that even if we're at our best, 
we fall very short from earning what Christ has purchased for us. You see, on the cross and through the grave, the power of sin and death, the two greatest enemies of humanity, were made brutally impotent. The rug was pulled out from under the fleeting conditional loves of this world. The the energy that fueled them was cut off. Wires flying all over the place. All striving, all sin, all stress, all addiction, all disappointment, all terrible circumstances, horrific experiences that you and I can sometimes think disqualify us from God's love are overcome by the life, death and resurrection of Jesus. Jesus Christ is the greatest example. Yeah, come on. Give God some praise today. Give Him some honour today. Jesus Christ is the greatest example of the power of the love of God. There is no power greater than His love. There's no power greater than the love of God found in Jesus Christ. In Psalm 63, David, whilst being hunted and all alone with nothing, he writes that God's love is better than life. Timothy Keller writes, the only love that won't disappoint you is one that can't change, one that can't be lost, that is not based on the ups and downs of life or how well you live. It is something that not even death can take away from you. God's love is the only thing like that. He goes on to write, There is no evil that the Father's love cannot pardon and cover. There is no sin. There's no sin that is a match for His grace. Goodness me. God's love. God's love powerfully yet tenderly forgives us. God's love tenaciously pursues and protects us. God's love supernaturally heals us. God's love passionately validates us as eternally valuable and wanted children. God's love radically transforms us, transforms our desires, our priorities, our dreams, creating a kingdom focus in us. God's love gently reaches out to save and comfort us in our helplessness. God's love destroys the shackles of the world. God's love destroys pride, self-centeredness and truly frees us to love Him and to love our fellow human beings. God's love is creation. God's love is Christ. God's love is the cross. God's love is new creation through the resurrection. God's love is the great commission. God's love is the spirit-filled church community gathering and shining bright. And we might unpack a bit more about what the nature of the love of God is a bit later on in the year with a, a 1 Corinthians 13 series. But the power of God's love is like no other. And it's for everyone. This love is for everyone. It's available to everyone. And it's a reality for everyone who believes it, who accepts it, who receives it, and then watches it grow 
as trusting God solidifies. Is that something that you've done before? Believed, accepted and received the love of God. If not, you can do it right now. Why don't you close your eyes, everybody? If you want to receive God's love for the very first time, in your heart, under your breath, tell God right now that you believe that what Jesus did is for you. As a sinner in need of a saviour, accept his grace, his mercy, his forgiveness and his love. Receive the gift of salvation today. Thank him. Ask him to fill you with his life-giving spirit to bring transformation. And ask him for his help that you would grow and that you would trust in him more and more. You can open your eyes. Pastor Matt, if you've made that decision today and accepted and received the love of God, Pastor Matt a bit later on will show you or give you a next step as to how we can support you in that life-changing decision. Nothing can separate us from God's love. Nothing can. Nothing can. Nothing comes close to the power of God's love. Nothing can. And secondly, like Paul, that we would be persuaded, convinced that nothing will separate us from the love of God. Band, why don't you come? Nothing can. Nothing is a match for the love of God, but that doesn't mean that nothing will. That doesn't mean that something or someone hasn't or will vie for our heart. That doesn't mean that there isn't a contention. There isn't a tension. The loves of the world and the loves of our flesh and the desire for us to be in control and unseat God as Lord and Saviour and King of our lives. It doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. It doesn't mean that nothing will separate us from the love of God. It's a struggle, it's a battle. And that's why Paul, he uses warfare language in this passage. In verse 37, he says, No, will anything separate? Can any? No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. For the transformation of being founded on the eternal and unconditional love of God, for that foundation to remain strong, For God's love to be our true experience, there's a conquering that needs to take place, an overcoming of the pseudo-toxic, fleeting, conditional loves. Now this overcoming and this conquering has been done on the cross and through the grave. There's power for us to do that. Jesus has done it. A way for freedom has come. 
But there's a positioning that's required for you and I to continue to lay hold of that power, lay hold of that freedom and lay hold of that love. A positioning is required from us, a conquering stance, an overcoming disposition. We've already discovered and experienced His love. We've already been set free and forgiven by His love. I want to remain in His love. This isn't a transaction for me. This is a relationship. I want to remain in His love. And Jesus says this to His disciples in John 15, 9 to 10. As the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Remain in my love. It's a choice. It's a choice to remain in the love of God. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I've kept my my, my Father's commands and remain in His love. When you and I obey His commands, we remain in His love. When you and I follow Jesus obediently, nothing not only can, but nothing will separate us from the love of God. Oh, so Ben, I have to, I have to follow um, 613 rules, 613 commands in the, in, the, in the Bible. Jesus, He's so good. He summarised all those laws, all those commands, when asked in Matthew 22, 37 to 40, and He summarised it like this, love God, Above all else, He's your first love. Love God. And out of that, love others. Love God and love others. You and I, we are purged of the toxicity in the loves of this world as we love God first, above all, And we love others with a selfless, humble love. We love God first as Jesus Christ is invited to be at the very centre of who we are. We lay a hold of Him through the power of, of the spiritual practices of the second circle of the purpose circles. These sacred, holy practices. This is how we remain. They're, they're acts not of obligation, not of box ticking, They're acts of beautiful love. They're acts of beautiful relationship, but they're also acts of war. They're acts of conquering. They're acts of active rebellion. You are, every time we come into God's presence in prayer or in the Word or as a discipleship community, you and I are waging war. We're waging war on the fleeting conditional loves of this world and the loves of our flesh. Being found in prayer. Being found in the Word, being found in authentic discipleship community, especially when we don't feel like it. <laughs> It's actively pushing against, pushing away from the loves of this world. How do we do this? 
how we do it matters. It's not just that we're doing it, it's how we do it. Because we can approach prayer, we can approach the Bible, we can approach discipleship community with pride and a legalistic heart. I've been there, I've done it. I don't remain, I didn't remain in God's love in those moments. How we do it matters. In humility, in surrender, in not needing to be in control, but allowing Holy Spirit to lead us. In moments of silence and stillness, in reflection, as well as moments of deep passion and expectation. The bottom line is that we are being led into those moments. We're not in control. And as these patterns, as these practices are built, as they're reinforced, you and I will see a breaking of the patterns of this world that buy into fleeting and conditional love. We will be convinced that nothing can separate us from the love of God and nothing will. And we will be free to show that love to those in our lives. Show them an internal, eternal and unconditional love that is like no love they've ever experienced before. Nothing can separate you and I from the love of God. And let us be persuaded that nothing will by remaining in His love. And so we're going to sing, worship, make space, make room right now for Holy Spirit to come. And it can happen right, right where you're sitting, right where you're standing. And it can happen down the front here as we step out in faith. And I saw three pictures for us this week as this altar's opened and we're praying for people. And by the way, the starting point for this moment and this ministry and for God moving is, is desire. Is God, I actually want your love. God, I need you. God, I desire you more than anything else. In this moment, someone looking at me and, and, and in their heart judging me, your love's more important than the thought of that. Me carrying that secret sin, carrying those deep wounds, wounds. your love is more important than those things. And I, I listened to a podcast this week from John Tyson, Church of the City, New York. My huge encouragement is that we all listen to this at some point. That The title of the message is God Comes Where He's Wanted. And he was talking about all the revivals that, that him and his family, they, they went on a revival tour and they were trying to understand, ascertain why the greatest revivals in human history took place. Was it a certain doctrine? Was it a certain way of worship? What, what, what was the actual common denominator in these revivals, in Holy Spirit breaking out and totally transforming lives forever? Do you know what he, do you know what he came to? The conclusion he came to? Hunger desire where people would actually just want God desperately more than any anything else and I feel that sense of hunger building in this church building in this community a sense of faith okay God we're a bit over kind of all the fleeting stuff all the conditional stuff 
you know, God, we just, we, we want you. We want you. We need you. We're desperate for you. And so I see people who are distant from God's love, who you haven't experienced God's love for a while. You haven't had an encounter with His love. You haven't had a revelation again of, of, of how deep and wide and high His love is for you. I see you coming down and I see you getting into like, it's like plunging into a pool. You're plunging, you're being immersed, you're being baptised afresh in the love of God. For those of us who feel like the loves of this world, the loves of our flesh are wrapping around us tightly like chains. You know, like for, for older generation, Harry Houdini, where he would kind of wrap his whole body in chains and he's like, I'm going to get out of this. The problem for us is that we can't get out of it on our own. We need help. And so there's, there's loves that we are being chained by. And some of us are aware of them and some of us, we're not even aware yet. And as we come down, for those of us who are in that position, as we come down and I see those shackles, it's not even needing force. It's not even needing effort. It's literally, they're just falling because of the power of God's love. And so this is a, for some of us who have carried this stuff, who have had that constant tension, contention in our lives for, for years. This is changing everything today. God's changing everything for us today. And I saw a syringe and I know we're a bit over kind of injections and syringes and stuff at the moment, but I couldn't shake this picture. <laughs> Sorry. But I saw a syringe and I saw just black being purged, being sucked out of our hearts and God's love being poured in. Be set free today. Be set free today. And for those of us who are so chained up, sometimes we can't move, we can't walk on our own. And if you need help coming down, if you want someone to stand with you, lean over to your spouse or your friend or a complete stranger, that might even be better. And say, hey, would you come down with me? Because I like to think that we're a community that don't judge. I like to think that we're a community that we kind of all realise that we're all sinners and we all fall short and we're all saved by the grace and the mercy and the love of God. And so can we just get real with each other? Not judge? We belong to each other. The Word of God says in, in Romans 12 that we belong to each other. So can we belong to each other today and say, hey, I got you. I'll come down with you. Let me stand with you in this freedom moment. And then lastly, for, for those who feel stale in the second circle, spiritual practices, where prayer has just got a bit old, where the Bible's just, ah, where being in church is just a bit, As you come down, I see 
these spiritual practices like weapons in your hands. And as you look at your hands, I see fresh desire for prayer, fresh desire for the Word of God, fresh desire for authentic discipleship community to be birthed. And I see a fresh direction coming. Desire and direction where you will get a a book of the Bible to delve into, where you will get a picture of what prayer can look like in this season, where, where you would get a hunger, a desire to be locked in, plugged into a a certain part of what we're doing in our discipleship community. Holy Spirit's going to reveal that to you as you come out the front today. And so why don't we stand? And for any other reason, if you feel like you've departed from your first love and you want to come back to your first love today, come down the front. For any other reason you want to come, we're going to worship And God's going to work. We're going to worship and God's going to work. God's going to do a deep, deep transforming work in our spirits, in our hearts. We're never going to be the same again. Not because of our might, not because of our power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. Thanks so much for joining us here on our podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more about our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, go to c3hh.com.au.